Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to this week's Man of the Post podcast. I am producer Ross. Uh, joining me, as always, my trusty sidekicks Colin and Adam. Welcome, gentlemen. Hi there. All right. Uh, we've we fired Tom and Greg. They're too young for our audience, so they're not going to be joining us this week. Um, James is celebrating his birth. His son, uh, his son, his brother leaving or something. I don't know. Celebrating is that really the word? Well, yeah, he's not happy, but he's uh, he's not here. Uh, we've got two fill-ins. Uh, we have with us Mark, who's back again for his second appearance of the season. Bonjour. And for his first appearance this season, his second overall appearance, is Chris, also known as Captain's Armband on Twitter. Buenos dias. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello. Uh, we've had a fantastic weekend, Man of the Post favourite, international weekend. Um, let's start with the England game. England play football, and England won football against the might of Moldova, 4-0. Uh Colin, you're our Team England guy. How do you think it went? I thought it was a good result. I, th- yeah. I think uh, most people probably coming into this game would have probably uh, been quite happy if England had walked away 2-0 winners. Um, but England won it 4-0. You still get a lot of people in the media. Like Danny Mills, for example, moaning that Moldova are, are at best a League One team. But uh, <laughs> that's not England's fault. And... Uh, <laughs> Apart from, I think, when England put four past them last time round, everybody else has uh, only managed to put two past them at best. So they're, they're no mugs. So we're doubly as good as everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> Flatback <Flat> bullies. Uh, <laughs> so Gerard opened the scoring. Uh, Ricky Lambert, two and two. It makes him twice as good as Francis Jeffers and David Nugent at international football. Uh, and then two from Danny Welbeck. How are the goals? Well, I'm just happy someone's finally got a scoring record better than Peter Crouch. <laughs> well, there were phone calls calling for Peter Crouch to uh, come back into the frame. <laughs> we do need a striker. Yes, we do. Let's but play then Lambert and Crouch. That'd be amazing football. But, but I blame myself for listening to uh, 606. And <laughs> yeah, you're as bad as Colin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and... Uh, I was really upbeat about England, and then you just listen to five minutes of Chris Waddle, and you're like, you know what? I just, I just don't want to follow football anymore. He's, just, <laughs> he's such a depressing man. So I, I maintain it was a four-four-two. Mark, you, you, you are adamant it was a four-three-three formation, which sounds far too attacking for a, a Roy Hodgson-managed England team. You could you could be mistaken for thinking it was four-four-two because I don't understand what Phil Walcott does. <laughs> but uh, it was definitely a four-three-three. But yeah. uh, was it Wilsh- yeah. Wilshire and Welbeck in, on the wide, or Wilsh- no. uh, Walcott and Welbeck? It was um, it was uh, Walcott and uh, Welbeck. Either side of Ricky Lambert would occasionally Walker Walker coming outside of uh, Walcott. But um, I, be- I I thought it was a great I thought it was a great performance because 
more than anything, you saw a team shape. You, you saw you saw a pattern, and um, I think when Rooney's back, you possibly could see Walcott dropped for Rooney. Mm. But uh, yeah, it was it was good. I'm definitely Team England. <laughs> I, I I don't think Walcott personally will ever get dropped. Um, I think what you said there, Mark, about an England team looking like it knew how to play, it always knows. It always looks like it knows how to play when Rooney's not in it. <laughs> because Aye. they have to actually think. They actually have to think for a change rather than passing it to Rooney. Mm. Um, I thought Lampard and Gerrard worked well together. When one, was atta- when one was attacking, one was defending. One was... Yeah, I was um, going to say. It, it, they finally, in their old age, looked like they could actually play together. <laughs> Is that because Gerrard's legs have gone so he can't bomb <laughs> forwards? Actually, I, I put that down to more Wilshire because Wilshire was dictating the play quite a lot. I, I did find myself at times um, actually losing track of the game and actually not following what happened, what was going on when, whenever Wilshire went down. So I was always just it was like Wilshire Cam. I was thinking, is he going to get up? <laughs> is he okay? And then it, then he gets up, and then it's like, right, okay, I can watch the rest of the game now. Um, it's Carl Walker, as if the entire hopes of a nation rest on one man. Well, you say that when he 2022, when Greg Dyke wants us to win the World <laughs> Cup, Jack Wilshire will be 30. He'll probably be England captain. Yeah, he probably will be. We'll have Shalaber. He'll be uh, an established some team player, not ours. <laughs> Young players don't get a chance at our club. If they Adam, do, they, they shipped off to Vitesse, Arnhem or something. Adam, are we going to win the World Cup in 2022? Well, uh, if Wilshire's going to be 30, how old is Frost Barkley going to be? Um, I'll, leave, I'll leave it at that. That's all you need to know. He looked good when he came on. He'll be, what, 26? Uh, maybe, 20, maybe 27 yeah in, coming into his prime that's a good midfield too but can they play together are they the new Lampard and Gerrard <laughs> <laughs> I thought Carl Walker looked good mm. young player you of know, the year Carl Walker he gets a little bit of bad press on this podcast <laughs> but um, from, from Tom <laughs> let's call it that yeah. he, he uh, was putting in some lovely crosses from the right wing I I have to own up that the last time I was on your podcast, I did slag off Walker and Danny Welbeck. <laughs> and, you know, they both looked very, very decent. I, thought I, think, I think Danny Welbeck's very good. I he thought is. he had a cracking game. And uh, he's going sh- to be missed. Yeah, uh, Colin, you mentioned to me yesterday about this uh, yellow card for Danny Welbeck. I, I'm pretty sure that that referee's probably had a cheeky bet on the number of yellow cards England to pick up in the first half. Um, because there's not a cat in hell. No, honestly, there is not a cat in hell's chance that was a yellow card. I agree. No chance. From from getting the ball, he honestly, there was one second from the whistle blowing to him kicking it oh. and it going in the back of the net. I did read in the paper and the Sun, and once again, <laughs> I'm a silly boy, that uh, one of the journalists there, the, the lead journalist, was trying to blame Danny Welbeck as the failure. It was his own fault for getting booked. <laughs> I'm like, are, you're mental. You just are you just writing this so you can just like cause controversy. There's no, <laughs> you know, he did the right thing. He broke the offside trap, and he was on he was on side, and he took a shot. The referee was quite frankly a clown, and. 
the Theo Walcott was getting crunched every time regularly by a certain Moldovan player. And then the second half, you could tell exactly what Walcott was thinking. He was thinking, right, I'm going to get you. And he did, and he crunched him. Mm-hmm. It was a clear yellow card. The referee went, play on. All right, so England are playing uh, Ukraine on Monday? Tuesday? Tuesday. Tuesday. Uh, is this a home or away? Away. Right, it's okay. It's away game. And that's without Danny Welbeck. Um, I said yeah. to Mark last night, I can see Walcott being played up top with Lambert. Um, I don't think that's that's too far off. But who then? What was that with Milner and right wing? Yeah, Milner or um. Well, yeah. It'll be it'll be Milner. It'll definitely be Milner because he's a worker, isn't he? Yeah, they won't go with someone like Sterling or someone like that. No, that's the reason he brought Milner on. Yeah, you could you could see it. You, you M- could see Milner it is the like... epitome of a Roy Hodgson player, isn't he? Steady. I think... It's yeah. bizarre because he was—he he had so much flair at Villa. Mm. And at Leeds when he came through. 16-year-old, he just wanted to get in the box and score goals. And he just seems to have been completely changed around. That's what signing for that Man City team's done to him. But what do we think to the, how do we think we're going to get on against Ukraine? We, we beat the Ben Uris. We did. Uh, we, we, we drew with them at home in the qualifying, though. Mm. Um, we were quite lucky with that draw, weren't we? Yeah, it was a late, late penalty, wasn't it, I think? Mm. If I remember rightly. So we're currently top of the group. Uh, level points with Montenegro. Uh, Montenegro have played a game more. Uh, Ukraine are in third place on 14 points, one point behind both of us. <clears throat> played seven games as well, same as England. So it's, um, it's in, still in England's hands, really. It's still there yeah. to throw away. If we if we get a draw, it's then it's literally we've got two home games which are in our hands. And what's that? Uh, Montenegro. Montenegro, Montenegro at home is a big game, isn't it? Yeah, we can't beat them, can we? We draw, we draw with them time and time again. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Poland, who by then should be out of it. Should be. Got, yeah, because I think they've got to play uh, Ukraine still. Well, did you see the the result that Ukraine put out of the week <laughs> put up on Friday? Yeah, oh, warmed up nicely, didn't they? No, I don't know San Marino, but we didn't beat them 9-0, did we? <laughs> no. Could I just point out that San Marino actually won this week? <laughs> yeah, you said this last night. Is it the under-21s? or? Yeah, they're under-21s. Beat Wales under-21s. Bright future for San Marino. Crushing blow for Wales under-21s. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of talent in there. <clears throat> um, Chris, you watched uh, Republic of Ireland... No, Northern Ireland, sorry. Uh, take on... Uh, Portugal in one hell of a game. I watched the first 10 minutes of England and I turned over because when we got 2 0 up, I thought, well, this is going to be ending like this. So I turned over to Northern Ireland just after Helder Pastiga got sent off. Um, he went head to head with Gareth McCauley, stuck his head forward a little bit, and Gareth McCauley, the six foot four hard man, did that thing where he sort of <laughs> stuck his head back a bit, waved his arms in the air, and looked at the ref. <laughs> <laughs> the ref sent him off. Um, Ireland were losing at that point, and then they ended up going 2 1 ahead. but conditions were awful really really wet really really windy really really rainy so the two went ahead with a man advantage against the very good teams Mm. two things you don't do are going sliding in against one player get a second (laughs) yelling get sent off (laughs) firstly you just seen your fellow pro do that a fellow teammate do that the second thing you don't do is do the same exact thing two minutes later (laughs) bloody idiot Carl Lafferty so Chris Brunt got a second yellow uh, for a, a sliding challenge where he, just, he wouldn't have stopped unless he'd either hit that player or the advertising hall and it was that wet. <laughs> and then Carl Lafferty got the same thing. But Ronaldo, um, 
he scored a second half hat trick in about ten minutes, I think. Two free headers and um a rather canny free kick from about twenty five yards out. Pepe was in the middle of the Northern Irish wall. Ronaldo in the ball straight at Pepe, who yeah. moved out of the way for Roy Carroll to not see it till the last minute, unfortunately, and he didn't quite get it. Oh, but nice. Ireland were very, very good. And you'd think if they play like that all the while, because I think they played pretty well against Portugal last time in, in Portugal's place. Yeah. I think they got a, a last-minute draw or something. If they can do that, there's signs that they can certainly get better. Well, yeah, they've beaten Russia already in the qualification this year as well. They always have one kind of big result every time, it seems. Yeah. It's just yeah. Uh, building on them. They're very quietly steady and going about their business because they've got the problem where Republic come along and nick most of their promising young players. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so but they're really nice. They're nice and neat. They're nice and tidy. They're just a very non-unoffensive team. Mm. To be fair, they, they yeah, they did try and play football in the right way. I mean, it wasn't exactly great conditions and it was a, a good Portugal team they're playing against, but they weren't sort of soaking it up and um, playing five across the back. They were, they were took, taking it to Portugal as they should do. You mentioned um, Helder Postega got a red card. Adam, did he complete his hat-trick last weekend? He, he didn't, know. Oh, he's had but a bad week then. He hasn't completed his hat-trick. Ronaldo broke um, USPS goal-scoring record, so he's now the all-time record goal-scorer for Portugal. Oh, really? Yeah. And he's still little, only, little what, bit, 28? A little bit of knowledge for you there. <laughs> yeah. I think that record's going to be, uh, well... Comprehensively his. <laughs> yeah, by the time he comes to retire, no one's ever going to beat that, I don't think. Um, how did the rest of the home nations get on? Lost, as usual. <laughs> how, did your, how did your northern powers get on, Colin? <laughs> well, I watched the Scotland versus Belgium game. Yes. And, uh, um, yeah, it was a good game, actually. Belgium won 2 nil. Yeah. Um, obviously, everybody talked about Belgium as being the next great thing. I wouldn't, mind the, I, I wouldn't mind England playing Belgium. I'd, I'd fancy our chances against them. Are I'd you be terrified. Me? <laughs> I, no, I'm not. I'd be, I'd be terrified against uh, Spain or Germany, but Belgium. No, I think I think we could uh, we could beat those guys. Um, you, you, you do watch Premier League football, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Just... I do. They had okay. a company, did they? No, there was no company. Um, and they started with Ch- Chadley as well, and I've not been impressed with him so far at Tottenham. He looks completely off the pace, but even on the bench, Morelles, Lukaku, Dembele. Is Chadley the Belgium Aaron Lennon, head down, run down blind alleys? Uh, no, I quite like Aaron Lennon. <laughs> of course you do, he's from Do you like Aaron Lennon? With his little feet running in weird directions, yeah. Adam likes Aaron Lennon as well. I do like Aaron Lennon. <laughs> He's effective. Have you seen Fellaini get booked in this? I have seen. I have had heard a brilliant quote on Aaron Lennon before, though. That if um if he could if he loses his pace, he couldn't play League One football. Oh yeah, that's true. He's got nothing. He hasn't got any sort of footballing brain. No, not at all. <laughs> so Fellaini was booked in this game, was he? He did. It was a brilliant booking. He um, sounds he unfamiliar. <laughs> he signed somebody down from behind and then um, continued arguing the referee to point where he was virtually forehead to forehead with the referee shouting in his face <laughs> I thought he's, he's very much in danger of getting a red card here but of course he's got to lean down so far to get to the ref so <laughs> but there was no sort of holding back it wasn't quite descent more on like a verbal assault on him oh, I suppose he didn't want to do one of them footballer headbutts we just uh, 
<laughs> with Gareth McCauley sort of waving his head around. <laughs> Watch the referee stumble backwards. <laughs> Twenty-seven and a half million pound, Marion Fellaini. Mm. Yeah, slightly overpaid. Um, Wales lost, obviously, to uh, Macedonia. I bet Carmen wished he'd had forgot his passport. <laughs> <laughs> they keep saying Wales are on the up under Coleman, and I'm not seeing it personally. They have a few good players in Ramsey, Bale, Williams. Mm. I've never rated Colton as a manager. I've always think he's been overrated as a manager. Mm. Thank I've you. Never... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, never, I never got it when he was at Fulham. Everyone raves about him and I just couldn't see him. I think he's um, he just doesn't have a tactical plan from, from looking at him. And I don't think I don't think Wales have got a bad team, like you say. They could probably with they a sh- bit more heart and a bit more sort of tactical now, so they could sort of play as a level as Northern Ireland, and I think they could probably compete a bit better. But Coleman just doesn't seem to have a clue. Mm. Are there, Wales are a level above Northern Ireland. They should be beating yeah. Macedonia. Definitely. Well, they, that's I my think. point. They are a level above Northern Ireland, but given watching both teams on Friday, you would have thought Northern Ireland were the better team. I'd, or, I'd say that Wales have the potential to be the the second best of the home nation teams. Yes, I think they're the ones who are closest to joining England at a major tournament soon. Yeah. Mm. I take you're not counting uh, Republic as part of the home nation. They're just a separate entity. That's just geography, Mark. <laughs> obviously, obviously, but, but when we talk about the home nations, a lot of people do yeah. lump in, even Mistakenly. though they're not part of the home nations. Yeah, I know. Don't don't send any emails in, guys. <laughs> I know Republic's his home nation, obviously, and all that. But no, I agree. Wales, Wales should be doing better. And they've taken massive steps backwards under Coleman. Yeah, um, obviously it took them a while to get over the whole Gary Speed thing. And it's actually Gary Speed's birthday today. So happy birthday, Gary. 44 today would have been. I think the West Chef, Welsh FA missed, not missed, they think they missed a big trick when obviously the passing to Gary Speed. They should have promoted his number two mm. or someone within the FA, their FA that knew the structure of how Gary Speed was playing because they were improving. Mm. Was that the Dutch guy? Uh, oh, the Dutch guy that has a pop at English football every yeah, five minutes. <laughs> John Hartson took a real stand against him. I can't remember why. I think the Dutch guy, I can't remember his name, but he sort of wanted to put himself forward for the job and John Hartson basically accused him of jumping into Gary Speed's grave. Yeah, he off after that. <laughs> I say allegedly. He didn't, he, yeah. I mean, he didn't that wasn't allegedly. I think that was almost a direct quote. You have to Wales playing without Gareth Bale. Yeah. But then they obviously they don't play better without Bale. But did they play? They obviously played much differently without Bale. The same way that England played differently without Rooney. You don't just give him the ball and everyone else just stands back and. But isn't that the the case where if a team has one outstanding player, the rest of the players sort of rely on that outstanding player because they know he's going to do something. So when you take that player out, the team would then maybe regress back. And they have to start thinking, learning about shapes and playing together. Mm. Maybe sometimes... After um, Henri left, they felt a lot of pressure that after Henri went, they didn't have to give it to um, him anymore and hope he'd do the business. They had to whole, learn a whole new way of playing. Yeah. Mm. Now they've got Merzit Ozil. And they finished fourth again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're moving on to the Republic. They lost at home to uh, Sweden. Robbie Keane, obviously, scored their goal. It's their... Uh... His 60th international goal. It's quite a hell of a record for Robbie Keane. 60 international goals. 
I mean, talking about flat track bullies, there's a lot of poor international teams. Yeah. Yeah, there definitely are. Um, Am I right in thinking if they'd won that game, they would have gone second? Um, yes, they would. Well, the, the winner was scored by 37-year-old Anders, Andres Svensson for Sweden. Of Southampton? Southampton's own. I think it was, yeah. And not, he, he got his um, 143rd international cap. Blonde, flowing locks, I remember. <laughs> so that's not bad. But no, no girls was Latin. But still, he was there. and uh, Doesn't need to. And they won, so... Yeah. <laughs> He'll take that. The Irish people should think themselves lucky. They saw his Uh Any other international results anyone wants to mention? Uh, Australia lost 6-0. That was quite funny. To Brazil. <laughs> it was a tricky one to call, that one. I don't know what Brazil got out of that match. <laughs> that um, I do. Bags and bags <laughs> of dollars. <laughs> um... Looking through some of the other results, um, Germany comfortable three 0 win. Faroe Isles, uh, Austria, sorry. Um, sorry, Chris. Anschluss. That was the um, Germany Austria thing, wasn't it? Where they sort of play to each other. Whichever team needs the result the most, the other one will sort of lie down for them. Yeah. <laughs> that was the eighty-two World Cup. Uh, Holland drew two-two away at Estonia. But Holland. Yeah, they were two-one behind as well, weren't they? Were they? I think but so. Aren't Holland automatically there, nearly? Nearly always, but they normally do it with a hundred percent record. Yeah. They like oh, they like to what they like to do is win every game, come in really hot, <laughs> and then fuck up in it. Dramatically crash and burn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, France dropped points, uh, in a very tight group. But a nil-nil draw away at Georgia, which obviously cost Adam his betting corner bet this week. But that could be massive for them in that group. I hope it is. <laughs> oh, I'd like to mention that USA lost 3-1 to Costa Rica. Oh, really? Yeah. But did you hear about this game, though? This the, is the return this of is, the snow match. This is the return of the snow match, yeah. <laughs> so, apparently, Costa Rica were just being complete dickheads. <laughs> yeah, I did hear about this. <laughs> like, um, wouldn't give them anywhere to train... <laughs> Um, t- loads of fans turning up outside their hotels, taxi drivers blocking the route into the grounds that took them an hour to get there. Didn't give them priority at the airport either, did they? Made them queue no, up made, everyone else. made them have to queue up. <laughs> <laughs> it's gloriously petty, but I love it. It's brilliant. But isn't Costa Rica part of United States territory? Is it no. Costa Rica? That's Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, my bad. Yeah, right. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> it was a Rica. Geography really isn't going well, well for you today, is it? Mark? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not a strong point. All right, so we're going to talk some uh, transfer window now. Um, I want, from all of you, I want your, your your best signing of the window. It could be from England, it could be from abroad, it could be from anywhere. There's been a transfer, basically, over the summer. Um, so, Chris, let's start with you. Uh, I think Carlos Tevis, the Juventus, 12 million. Ooh, that's an, an early one, but it's working out beautifully so far. Yeah, most frustrating because I support. I'm one of these weird people that support two, two teams. QPR is my other team. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, just a bit sick in my mouth there. <laughs> Jamie Mackey to Nottingham Forest. I nearly threw my radio out the window. <clears throat> I heard that one. Yeah, that's a good deal as well for them. That's worked out well. I can't believe that one. Still mm. can't. Okay, uh, Mark, what about yours? 
Oh, that's uh, Jaws Acora to uh, Aston Villa, four million. He is an outstanding centre back who will tear up the Premier League this season. Okay, I don't think anyone else has ever heard of him. <laughs> so you're on your, own, on, your own, on your own with that one, so. Oh, yeah. You're Jonathan Wilson, aren't you? Yeah, we'll come back to this one at the end of the season, see if you're all right. Um, uh, Colin, what about you? Favourite signing of the transfer window? Yeah. I think it's got to be Sarko of Liverpool. I, I, I can't believe he's gone under the radar. I can't believe PSG sold him. Um, mm. Central defender. No, there was talk that maybe he was a little bit upset because of the, the new wave of players coming in on big wages at PSG. And maybe his head got turned a little bit and he was a little bit unhappy. But apparently Liverpool had been working on this deal for a long time and fair play to Liverpool for having the plums to go for this guy. Because <laughs> I think he could be great. I mean, maybe not this season, but next season, I think he could be the best defender in the Premier League. Ross knows my feelings on Sacco yeah, and Yang Mbia. Yeah, two great players and Sacco uh, for 18 million, I think that's a, a long term investment. And also the other centre back they signed, um, Ilora. Who can he, play for England? <laughs> he, I don't think he'll be oh, in the oh. team straight away. But well, they've got loads of centre halves. They've got um, Torre, Skirtle, Agat, um, Andre Wisdom can play centre half. Kawati's when he's fit, which won't be for a while. I was going to ask you now, Chris, is, is Agger the odd one out from all this now? Skirtle. Skirtle, well, Skirtle came in Skirtle, against Man United yeah. and looked fantastic. Yeah, I think um, Agger's been a bit ropey for a little while, but I do really, really like him. Um, so do I. This is with tattoos and the hair. <laughs> but he's, um, he can be quite lackadaisical. But I think you're right, Skirtle, I think, may be the man to worry. He came in at the weekend, and I think Torre's been keeping him out. He came in last weekend and played fantastically against um, United. Yeah. Well, yeah, Torres started the season well, and his injury's not as bad as they originally thought, is it? So. No, no. I mean, again, he was a free, wasn't he? I mean, he's been a good signing so far. Mm. Okay, uh, Adam, I've got a, a, an inkling that yours might be an Everton transfer, but um, what's your favourite transfer <laughs> this summer? <laughs> I, I am quite fond of those transfers, yeah. Um, but um, I think probably the best bit of business might actually be Jason Punch to Crystal Palace. It's a good move for him and for them, actually. Yeah, he was a he was a he was an important player for Southampton last season. Mm. I mean, it's a little bit strange to see them let him go, and I, I think it's a, a good acquisition who might help Palace in their quest to try and stay in the Premier League. Yeah, that's not a bad shout, actually. That's that's the kind of players they need, isn't it? Yeah, more more so than Maran Shamak and Cameron Jerome, I think. But um, just about Sarko. If if he's that good, why hasn't a bigger club gone in for him? Well, this, this is what this is my point with Christian Eriksen. Well, no, but Christian Eriksen was out of contract. True, but he everyone's known about him for a long time, haven't they? If 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 he was that good, they could have got they would have paid more money for him a but, couple of seasons ago, maybe. But a lot of clubs did come in for him once they knew he was going to Tottenham for eleven million. But he, but he was yeah, they were too far down the line. Yeah, but that's leaving it too late. Everyone's known about him for years. Yeah, but when the player's well, yeah, running but... their contract down, there's, they're always going to wait. Yeah, and if a player's at Ajax, are you going to take him out of Ajax to come and sit on your bench? Or are you going to leave him there mm. to develop for as long as he can? But does, there are teams in the other teams. 
outside the Premier League, but in the Premier League as well, who need a centre half. Yeah. Man City, for example. Why aren't? <laughs> yeah. Well, they got Di Michaelis, didn't they? Yeah. Why would you flirt with Di Michaelis instead of? I think that's a terrible transfer. <laughs> and he's injured. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's taken a while. It's taken long, isn't it? Um, It'll be interesting to see whether um, what happens with Saka and how he adapts because you don't spend eighteen million pounds mm. on a centre half not have him as a starter. So I expect to see him slot in straight away next to next to Aga. Yeah. Well, I think Colin yeah, we'll... hit it. He he's going to be immense next season once he's up to the pace of the Premier League. Mm. Yeah. Liverpool did very well. Um, Victor Moses is a, a cracking loan signing as well. He looked a, a much better player last season than he ever did with uh, when he was at Wigan. Well, we, we like to give the Premier League nice loan players. It's, it's our gift to the, it's the league. <laughs> yeah. Well, some of my favourite transfers, Chris, you must love this one, Nico Granchar to yes. QPR. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Signing for Redknapp again. That was an imaginative man in the world. <laughs> he doesn't believe in scouting. No. <laughs> <laughs> I also really like Stephen Ireland. I only realised he'd actually moved from Aston Villa today to um, to Stoke on loan. But I think that's a good move for him. Because if, if his head's right, he's a brilliant footballer. Yeah. It's just, and his fish tank. And his <laughs> cars and everything. <laughs> I'm going to love to see his big pink uh, car roll up in Stoke's training, room, uh, training ground. <laughs> but... Can you imagine Tulis if he'd seen that? <laughs> I'm a bit annoyed, lads, that we haven't talked about Cameron Jerome going to uh, Crystal Palace on yeah, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um, Kaká. <laughs> Kaká is back <laughs> at AC Milan. We mentioned this last week. I love this deal. He's, he's back where he belongs. It's a big drop in wages for him, isn't it, I suppose? And he didn't really have a lot of choice with um, Bale going to Madrid. It's not like <laughs> he could get a game. No, he had even less chance of playing. Um, I think it's good for Kaká at his age, dropping down the league. Yeah, I think it's, it's, I think it's good. Well, the thing is that he's not as old as as you'd think he is. Thirty-one. He's, yeah. So and <laughs> oh, he well wants to play in a World Cup in his home. Yeah, you can't really blame but him. Can he still thinks he can he can do a job. So mm. he's he's got to give himself every opportunity he can to to get that done. Yeah, fair play to him. Doesn't need the money, does he? So just wants to play football now. Um, Only going to get £5 million a year. Oh. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? James McCarthy, Adam, you mentioned this last week. Mm. It's, it's a lot of money. I just want to point out, I also mentioned the Lukaku deal last week. Yeah, you did. Who was talking about that then? Some sort that of was a man on the savant last week. Man on the post exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> you must be happy with McCarthy to Everton. Oh, absolutely ecstatic. <laughs> uh, we, we are all kind of overlooking the one big deal. Was Peter that Rod- Andres de Sena? No, Peter Rod and Wingy to Cardiff. He finally got his move, his dream move. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, Meza Ozil though to Arsenal, 42.4 million. I stand by what I said. <laughs> Which was? The, the one that the, it's like buying a Picasso for your lounge when you've still got a hole in your bath. <laughs> yeah. That's, Arsenal, an eye, that's an eye-popping amount of money though. For Arsenal, definitely. Mm. Oh, that was a poor... You, what you missed there, Ross, is Colin's poor joke at, at the... As was weird eyes. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going. That's a stigmatism he's had since birth. <laughs> well, the fact that he looks permanently startled. Didn't call you fat <laughs> whale man. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone think 
Rose might be sort of um, Wenger pulling the wool over the Arsenal fans' eyes a little bit. They don't need an attacking midfielder. What they need is a striker, a defender, uh, a defensive midfielder. And because and, he and them, any he position other, what, any position not, other than an offensive midfielder is what they need. Where You're exactly right. It's like he's shining up this sort of shiny ozil-shaped ball at the Arsenal fans, going, "Look at this! Look at this!" Hoping they'll ignore the fact that they got great pubs <laughs> elsewhere. It's a crazy transfer, as good as he is. I think, yeah, I, I agree. I think it's brilliant. I love Arsenal's and, policy of just signing players they don't really need. It's brilliant. And the best bit was they trying to blame Daniel Levy for the fact they didn't sign anyone else because they were holding up the Mirza Ozil transfer. Aren't they? <laughs> well, they were. Levy was doing this as deliberately as possible. Well, that's what <laughs> Arsenal say. If you're a Manchester United fan and you can see that Arsenal got Ozil, would you not be a bit annoyed that he wasn't signing for you or they hadn't made more of an effort to try and sign him? Well, Man United had a nightmare, <laughs> they did, didn't they? They did make an effort to try and sign him. They were offered him. Were they? I, I think they yeah. were just a bit. It was a bit too far down the line, though, wasn't it? Yeah, they were. They were too busy trying to, well, sending well, like, people that don't work for them to uh, clubs for players. Uh, they were making. They were making doe eyes at every central midfielder in Europe. <laughs> they, yeah, they offered Madrid thirty million for Kadira six hours before the window. Yeah. Then they offered to buy Contral two hours before the end of the window. Well done, United. The, yeah. the, the thing with the, the Herrera di- the deal was that they had to pay his release clause. Mm. And the, it works really weird in Spain that the player has to pay their release clause. So they effectively, they'd have to give the money to Herrera, who'd then have to give the money to the club <laughs> by himself out of his contract. The problem with that is that then there's a legal argument that can be made that that would be income and he'd end up being taxed on it. <laughs> You're loving this with Martinez last season. Perhaps just couldn't be bothered to go through with it again. So, well, yeah, that's yeah, exactly it. The issue was in Spain, they had it last season, and it just takes a long time to build up the uh, the legal arguments to get round that issue. Mm. They just didn't have and, enough time to do it, did they? Yeah, you, they're not the kind of things that can be done on deadline day. Mm. What does seem a little bit strange to me is you'd think that any other club to help facilitate that move would just then accept the money as a transfer, the same fee, yeah, as a as a transfer fee because it's it's un- inevitable. Mm. But the problem is that Atletico, Athletic Global have their 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 um, selection criteria in place. Money money is doesn't mean anything to them. No, <laughs> they can't go out and spend that money on players because. They only play bass players, so they don't have to bring someone else through. Yeah, it's a it's an odd way of doing it, but transfer fees are largely irrelevant to them. Yeah. Um, one deal that I want to talk about: how Everton managed to fleece West Brom for six million pounds for Victor Anichebe. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's more. That's more than David Villa, isn't it? <laughs> oh yeah, but he's got a, a, a body of work to back that up. We've done it at the moment, but I have a feeling that under the Trace Description Act, we might get done some way down the line. What, when they hand him there his, um, his uh, injury file? When they bring him when they bring him back and go, you, you did sell him to us as a striker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're under the impression that there's goals implied in this. It's like I said to you before, it was a bit, he just reminded me of Colson Cole, mm. how he's out of work and West Brom have paid £6 million for... <laughs> Uh, well, he's not. He's back at West Ham. Medical. Did he? Yeah. Still Jermaine Pennant. Well, yeah, but not quite. Carl Cole couldn't pass his own medical. What's he been doing all summer? 
<laughs> trying to stay fit for getting a new team, wouldn't you? Yeah. Jesus. Being offered to you guys for 40 grand a week, wasn't yeah. it? Like, like Ken Bates is going to pay 40 grand a week for Carlton Cole. <laughs> There's a big picture of Seth Johnson up there and someone's at Leeds saying, don't do this again. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see the, the paper today? Circle. All the money that Pompey is still paying out to players. Yeah, I sent this to... Uh... No, but they're not... That's a misunderstanding. They're not paying that money out to players because it's still in their contracts. That's payment plans that have been set up because they didn't play players when they should have done. Yeah, <laughs> uh... yeah they owe £6.7 million. It's coming out of their £9 million parachute payments that are remaining... To come to them, so it's funny that I too still getting parachute payments. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think they'd be well in the transfer window. Um, Borussia Dortmund because they kept Lewandowski, didn't they? Yeah, they've had a good, a good window, really. Yeah, signed Pierre Emerick Ambajan. Did I hear that he signed a new contract as well? Did I manage? Exactly, doesn't he? So not only they, they kept him for longer. Mm. He yeah. did sign a new contract. They gave yeah. him some bumper pay rise to shut him up. So. Well, he didn't need, a bumper pay rise for Lewandowski was about £20. <laughs> he was on like 18 grand. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, Colin, any more good deals from you? Yeah, I think one that's gone under the radar is, um, and this was completed during the summer, is, is Nathan Redmond mm. from Birmingham to Norwich City. He's looked good so um, £2 million. Pounds. £2 million pounds plus potential £1.2 in clauses and fees if he achieves certain things. That's nothing, but is I, it? I can quite honestly see him if he can qualify on the plane to the World Cup. Well, Adam said last time Walcott went. He, he could be on the plane, but that's just because if he's bought his own ticket, it doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> well, Walcott went without having to actually play any football, so Redmond's at least played some football in the Premier League. But but in addition to that, I'd also say some of the best transfer business has been players that haven't moved. And Chris touched on that with Borussia Dortmund. And, and I think Liverpool have done very well to keep Suarez. And Manchester United have done exceptionally well to keep Rooney. We never wanted him. <laughs> I don't think you did. I think Jose is just trying to wind them up and knock them off their game a little bit. Do you really yes. think so? I don't think so. Oh, he would be excellent at Chelsea, and I can see a very cheeky bid in January. We got the target we wanted, Eto. We knew Andy were in trouble. <laughs> we were just buying them our times. <laughs> Time for the future, Chelsea. <laughs> uh, Colin, Colin, you'd be glad to know Paul Rohubka has found a new club. He's now an Oldham player. Well, unlucky Oldham. <laughs> um, uh, and so on to the best in corner. Um a little bit of controversy. Greg, obviously not here this week. Um, last week, he his bet was for a Bristol City double. Uh, one of them they won. They beat Bristol Rovers in the Johnson's Paint Trophy. Uh, his other game was for Bristol City to beat Shrewsbury uh, on the Saturday just gone. Um, that game didn't happen. And we can find no record of it even ever supposed to happen. So, Greg, you know the rules. Or you know the, how we play betting corner so it's a £15 penalty I'm afraid uh, so with that penalty imposed Greg is still in the lead which shows how good the rest of us are <laughs> uh, he's on plus 40 now Colin you, you had a mega win last week a whole £2 uh, you're on plus 19 uh, I'm on zero Tom is on minus 13 and Adam and James are both on minus 50 so we'll start from the top and 
Colin, you've done a bet for Greg this week. I have done a bet for Craig, and uh, I'm going to help him out after his uh, minus 15. So um, I've gone for a four-match accumulator, and I've gone for QPR to beat Birmingham, Watford to beat Charlton. In the Premier League, I've gone for Rangers. Sorry, I've gone for Spurs to beat Norwich. And in the Scottish League One, I've gone for Rangers to beat Arbroath. And £10 returns £41.46. That's far too generous to him. Um, okay, well, and as you're in second place, then Colin, what is your bet for this week? It's a monster. Well, you know me, I like to play it safe. <laughs> but uh, a little bit different this week. Um, starting with the EPL, I've gone for Manchester United to beat Crystal Palace. In the Scottish Premiership, I've gone for Celtic to beat Hearts, Motherwell to beat St Mirren. Dropping down to Scottish League 1, I've gone for Rangers to beat Arbroath. And Scottish League 2, I've gone for Peterhead to beat Queen's Park. And Stirling Albion to beat Annan Athletic. And last but not least, La Liga. <laughs> uh, Barcelona to beat Sevilla. £10 returns, wait for it, £148.39. <laughs> I think that's probably bigger than all of your total... Returns combined from last season. I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> in that one bet. Um, I'm currently sitting in third, so I'm going for England's under-21 team to win away at Finland and England's full team to draw with uh, Ukraine. Uh, £10 returns £43. Uh, Tom, you are going to have a lovely bet this week. You're going to have Ricky Lambert to score any time against the Ukraine. Your £10 will return £30. And James, uh, you are going to have Crystal Palace to beat Man United. It's, it's, it's a long shot. If it comes in, £130 return will be yours. And finally, Adam, what have you got for us? Um, I've gone for uh, Belgium under-21s to beat Northern Ireland under-21s and Germany's under-21s to beat Republic of Ireland's under-21s. Um, and then in the Premier League, I've gone for Manchester United to beat Crystal Palace and Arsenal to beat Sunderland. Yep. Watford to beat Charlton in the Championship and Barcelona to beat Seville in um, La Liga. Okay. And my £10 returns £71.45. Now it's time for ballers. Let's do this. <laughs> Football's Biggest Conversation Welcomes Football's Biggest Quiz It's Ballers Successfully answering questions in the rapid fire round allows a man of the post team to accumulate points to be used in the Super Showdown In the Super Showdown the man of the post members must work as a team in order to win You say quiz, I say ballers it's showtime. Let's play ballers. Okay, you guys know the rules. First round, rapid fire questions. Second round, super showdown. The man on the post team have to work as a gang to beat me. A gang okay. to beat a gang. <laughs> that came violent up in here. <laughs> okay. 
So, without further ado, we're going to go straight into the rapid-fire round. We're going to go alphabetically. Uh, we have three Man of the Post contestants, and they are Adam, Chris, and Mark, and that is the order we're going to go in. So, we're going to have three minutes on the clock. They're on the clock. And each correct answer will be worth two points. Fantastic. So, the three minutes will start once I've asked the first question. Adam. In today's Stylian Petrov charity match, One Direction and Doncaster Rovers star Louis Tomlinson was crunched in a nasty tackle. Which English striker smashed poor Louis? Gabriel Poglo. Correct. Chris, prior to transfer deadline day, Sky Sports News presenter Jim White uses the Lance Armstrong method of blood transfusions to ensure he is on top, top form. True or false? False. <laughs> it is false. Mark... Steven Gerrard scored against Moldova this week. When did he last score for England? 2010, 2011, or 2012? Uh, 2010. Correct. Adam, which non-British or non-Irish player scored the most Premier League goals for Spurs? Uh, Klingsman. No, he got 30. Stefan Iverson got 36. Chris, female goalkeeper and friend of the show Hope Solo has scored how many goals in her professional career? Ten. None. <laughs> That's a clear question. Mark. <laughs> Mark, who was the last Spanish player to be La Liga's highest goal scorer? Uh, Alvaro Negredo. Danny Giza for Mallorca. Adam. Name two of the Everton players who have scored over 30 Premier League goals. Oh, God. <laughs> over th- That's it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, not in a season? No. Um, one, of them still, one of them still plays for you now is much maligned. Fellaini must have scored over 30 Premier League goals. No. Nope. Ah, nope. oh, what? <laughs> Time's running. Well, it's already over. I've got one wrong. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Passing. Chris, name two of the four Serbian internationals that have played in the Premier League for Chelsea. Um, <laughs> Sylvia Maric. Correct. Matai Kesman. Correct. Mark, who is the captain? Oh, sorry, who is the manager of Wales? Oh, Chris Coleman. Correct. Adam, who was the last keeper to captain his side to World Cup glory? Uh, Buffon? No, it was Kamara. I, I can see us. Chris, Frank Lampard has a tattoo of Steven Gerrard's face on his left buttock. <laughs> and Steven Gerrard has a tattoo of Frank Lampard's face on his right buttock. True or false? I go false. It is false. <laughs> Mark, name one of the four English clubs to have won the Barclays Premier League Asia Trophy. Uh, Man City. No, Chelsea, Bolton, Pompey, Tottenham. Adam, what was Gareth Bale's excuse for his display of rubbish keepy-uppies on his unveiling at the Bernabeu? Nerves. Correct, he was nervous. So you answered 13 questions. You've got seven of them correct. <laughs> so you've got a 14 buffer for the Super Showdown question. Okay. 
Okay, and you have to work as a team on this, guys. Obviously, with it being the international uh, period at the moment, um, it's going to be related to international football. And the Super Showdown question is this. What is the total of the FIFA rankings of all of the home nations? That's England, Wales, Scotland and Northern Ireland. I want you to add those and then give me a total. Time starts now. England must be about, what, 1,200 or something like that? (laughs) (laughs) Are we we not top 10? We must be throwing like eight. No, no. Just put England around about 1,000. I think with the 10, Scotland would be something like 40 or 50 or something. And then the other two... Is it points or the actual uh, no, ranking? The, the ranking, the position they're in. All oh, right, okay. Well, Wales have got to be somewhere in like the fifties or like, the forties or something like that. So far wrong. <laughs> <laughs> when you say home nations, Colin, I just want to check at Republic of Ireland aren't included. They are not included. <laughs> Good. Scotland have got to be quite low, haven't they? So where have you got uh, England? I've got England top 20 somewhere around that. You need to, pick you need to get up, put really. some numbers together, guys. <laughs> They're higher than that, surely. You've got 30 seconds remaining. Uh, I'd say England about 10. 12. Okay, where's Scotland? 45. No, they're much lower than that. I'm go- I want to go like 280. <laughs> go on, let's do that. <laughs> Are we going above or below that? I don't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, I'd no, say that's... above that. Go on, go above it. And next time up, hundred. What do you say? One hundred and eighty. Two hundred and eighty. No, no, go lower than that. Maybe. Yeah, probably what, right. Actually, yeah. Is... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> go two forty or something. Or okay, we'll go two forty and two forty then. Above or okay, below? So... We'll go below. Because I'm starting to worry that 280 was too high. <laughs> I think so, because you like you got things like Nepal and stuff like that must be in like 150s or something. Okay, so 240 and below. Okay, so you're giving yourself a range of 226 to 240. Okay, I'll tell you the rankings of each of the teams. England, a 14. Oh, I was right, nearly. Wales, <laughs> 46. Scotland, 50. Oh, Northern Ireland are 109th. The total is 219. (laughs) So you missed out by seven. (laughs) (laughs) So that takes it to, uh, is it 4-2 now, Colin, in your favour? I think think it's 4-2 to me, yes, Ross. It is. Greg, Greg, Tom and James would be disappointed. James wouldn't, because James doesn't normally talk. (laughs) He, he contributes massively to these sections. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks to the team for contributing to this week's Ballers. Uh, we'll join you again next time in the next podcast. You are listening to Man on the Post podcast. Why not check out our website over at manonthepost.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at Man on the Post, And most importantly, please head over to iTunes to rate and review us. Thanks for listening. Now back to the show. Okay, so with Colin back on the victory trail in Ballers, that brings an end to this week's podcast. Uh, I'd like to thank Chris and Mark for joining us this week. Cheers, guys. Thanks for having us. Hey, you've had a good time. Cheers.
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cracking. I'm sure you'll be filling in again at some point this year because uh, the other three are very unreliable. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't listen to this podcast either, so I can say what I want. Um, oh, well, I got so much stick when I didn't used to listen. <laughs> yeah, but you listen to podcasts daily. <laughs> you don't have an excuse. <laughs> Uh, obviously, thank you, Adam and Colin, for joining me yet again, taking time out of your Sunday afternoons. Evenings. No problem. No worries. Uh, we will be back next week. Um, I, I assume normal football returns next weekend? I hope so. <laughs> God, so do I. It's been the worst weekend. Um, so that's all from me. Uh, that's all from Chris and Mark. Say goodbye, chaps. Cheerio. See you later. You shall find me on the Wii if anyone cares. <laughs> <laughs> No one has a wee code, so it doesn't matter. Um, uh, thank you, Colin. Say goodbye. Goodbye. Cheers, Adam. Say goodbye. Bye. And until next week, always keep your man on post. Here straight away now. Right, okay, good. Excellent. Right, let's carry on with this fucking show then. <laughs> you ask me a question, I'll give you an answer. Colin, what's one plus two? So, for example, what's two plus two, and I'll give you the answer. <laughs> <laughs> and we still got to do the quiz yet. And yeah. Colin, what's two plus two? <laughs> it's four. Okay. Just before we move in, move on. Did anybody hear about the uh, German physio in the uh, World Cup game between World Cup qualifier between uh, Germany and Austria? No, no, no. D- don't laugh at this because it's <laughs> not funny, right? It's gonna so be the, funny. Ger- the German physio is running on to treat uh, Marcel Schmelzer, who's gone down. Okay, but as he runs on, he falls over. Okay, it, well, no. He's running on. He tears a muscle in his left leg, <laughs> which causes him to fall over, and then he breaks a finger. <laughs> right? And he had to be... Philip Lahm had to give him an ice pack, and Meza Ozil, and closer, had to take him off the field. Oh, come on. You'd think, that, you'd think the Austrian physio would do his bit, wouldn't you? Yeah, help him out a bit. <laughs> I want to point out that if you guys like non-league football, no, we don't. Uh, right. <laughs> my brother-in-law has now started the official filming of Gosport Borough FC. Second round, super, sh- super, sh- <laughs> Mr. Super Show. You all right, Joel? <laughs>